Hey guys, for this episode, we don't actually have a guest. We thought we'd go into our own story and how we came about to be doing this, how the podcast started, and also how we built our own business that we also run together. So a bit of a change in format, but we'd genuinely be curious to know if you like it or what you think of it. So if you do enjoy it, please do leave a comment. And uh, yeah, we hope you enjoy the episode. Well, this is a dangerous game we're playing here. Is it? <laughs> it shouldn't be. It doesn't need to be. Let's dial down the danger. It's, enter okay? it's entertainment value. Yeah. Dial down the danger. That's the motto of your whole life. Let's <laughs> dial down the danger. <laughs> Uh, do you think we should start from the beginning, like how we became friends? Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, let's do that. Because it wasn't... Ironically, it wasn't in school. We went to the same school, but we weren't... Yeah. We weren't that close in school. We just used to have cigarettes together, basically. Yeah. That was pretty much it. And yeah. then it was only... It was after school that we actually became really good mates. We were the only two kids in our year not to go to uni. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. Considering... Yeah, we were the only two kids not to go to university. And that's yeah. like... That's pretty cool, I think. Yeah, I, I, yeah, in a weird kind of way, I think that's quite cool. Yeah. Yeah, um, I agree. But the way we met is I was working uh, in the city. I have no idea how I ended up there, but I just ended up getting a job in the city. And, uh, and you were working in recruitment. And I was on a night out with a broker that I worked with, and we were walking through Liverpool Street. And, uh, and uh, I heard, like, this girl was like, Ollie, and I looked, and it was some girl that I used to know from high school. And I was like, oh, my God, hey. And then there were a few of them. So I was talking to them. And after, like, two minutes, you're like, oh, I'll just go fuck myself. Shall I? <laughs> that sounds about right. Uh, and I was like, oh, my God, ski. And then uh, we chatted a little bit. And then it was like, oh, yeah, we should definitely get a pint or whatever. For um, one, knowing that we're probably never, ever going to see each other. Never going to see this guy again, yeah, ever. Yeah, it's yeah. not. Just, oh, yeah. yeah we should like, definitely do drinks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, the most, the most like, corporate thing. Yeah. Just like, oh, dude, how have you been? Yeah. Well, oh, you're, you're working in property. Oh, that's cool, man. Yeah, well, dude. Look, I got a rush, but let's definitely get a let's get a coffee or something. Um, who's that? Never seen him again. Not, yeah. not a clue. Uh, but then we did, and we ended up uh, we ended up getting a pint. And uh, I've now I've seen you every single yeah, week. We have yeah, for we have. the last nine years, which is pretty we wild, have, man. Which is which is wild. Yeah, which is wild. Um, and so we've obviously had completely different journeys. Um, we have. I mean, to say the least. If you, yeah. I was thinking this today. If you looked at us on the street together. Yeah. You would never in a million years think that we run a business together. That is very true. You I think even probably think. looking at us right now, yeah. people are probably thinking if you like look this. at if you look at this, yeah, and then look at and that. And then this. Yeah. You've it's, got the clean shaven corporate haircut. I do. And clean shaven face. And I've got I look like a hippie that just wandered you off. You look the... like Alex Ormosi. I told you this the other day. You look exactly like yeah, Alex. Yeah, but do you know Ormosi. do you know what's funny? Because I, I wanted to come back to that when you said that, because for anyone listening who's not watching, I'm wearing a tank top with a shirt over it and then shorts. And it wasn't like I was trying to be Alex Hormozzi. I just realized in the heat, I've been wearing shorts because it's hot, which is a fair argument. It's not that hot anymore, though. You know? It's still kind of hot. Yeah, it's not that Plus, hot Plus, it's anymore. so breezy wearing shorts. It's yeah. so much breezier. Is there another reason why it's why it's breezy? <laughs> oh, we, should we do like that? We've got to go into okay, it fine. and use your, like... <laughs> what, this term that you Your think... colloquialism. Yeah. No, th okay, like... I didn't invent this. So, I've been freeballing recently, right? What does that even mean? Freeballing means when you don't wear underwear. And it's really hygienic. It's really good for your circulation. It's really good for sperm production. This is a well-known thing. And I know, but like Barney's pissing himself in the corner again. Yeah, but there will <laughs> like, be. There, just, there, yeah, is but there will be people listening who will know what freeballing is. It's a bit. Some people will. It's I'm a sure very common will. term. I think I genuinely I've never think heard it. you two are weirder for not having heard it. I don't think that's the case. I do I though. Don't think that's the case. Well, we'll see. If you someone... said that to me the other day. I was like, "What? Like, what is that?" We'll see if someone leaves a comment. Is it going to be Bilbo Shaggins? That's the question. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, so anyway, so I've been wearing the shorts because it's been hot. And then the tank top, I just found, I never wore tank tops because I was always skinny. But now that I work out, 
I, yeah. I wear tank tops and it actually is really nice having no like sleeves on um and then the shirt just makes it more because i can't do an interview in a tank top or, or take a meeting <laughs> we might be able top. to now frankly because <laughs> all true. of our guests have gone <laughs> so, <laughs> so so I, and then and then the shirt over the top gives it like i can do it up and the thing is hormozy has iterated his outfit so many times because he wanted to find the perfect like outfit. He calls it his Darwin outfit, which is an outfit okay. that he can wear in all sorts of different situations. And he's done all the work. He's done all the legwork of figuring out what works. And I've tried a couple of them and I'm like, oh yeah, this actually does work really well. Because it does so work really well. to look exactly like him. Just coincidentally. I don't have the huge beard and I have long hair. I didn't hair. say you look like him. You said I, I look- I, I, look... I, I said what you're wearing is exactly like Alex Hormozy. Yeah, which is fine. He's a, sure. he's like, a, he's super rich, dude. Oh, okay. So just copy what super rich people wear then, and it would just, you know. Yeah, it's like act, osmosis, act, right? Act, act as if, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, so uh, but so yeah. So if you looked, at, if you looked at both of us, like we uh, we we look like parallel opposites, and we have lived completely parallel opposite lives as well. We have. So do you want to say your have. journey up to up to this point, and I'll say mine? Yeah. Um, so I took I took the corporate route completely, completely. Uh, yeah, I suppose just completely normal, normal route. I didn't go to university. Um, joined Deloitte on the school leaver program. Was an accountant for five minutes, um, which made my dad very, very proud. Up until they fired me. Um, Why'd they fire you, Skew? Uh, for failing an exam twice. Uh, <laughs> the same exam twice. Yeah, I was never that academic, um, unfortunately. And uh, and then yeah, I was in a, I was in like a, I was in a low point at nineteen. All my mates going to uni and getting pissed up. And I was there like, okay, I failed school and I failed my first venture into the real world. So then, yeah, I joined, um, joined Michael Page. I uh, was, was there for like <laughs> four years, I think, in total. I was there for two years, then joined like a small startup recruitment agency. Was there for two years and then went back to Michael Page. Was there for two years. Um, there's a bit of a theme here. Um, and then left that um, to go to a cryptocurrency trading platform. Um, which was good timing. Uh, that was like May, May 22. May which 20- platform was it? May 2022. Um, so that was crypto.com. Uh, that was just before, I was there for about a week or something before Terra Luna completely collapsed <laughs> and the whole market just imploded, uh, which is kind of my luck, to be honest with you. Um, and then and then left there uh, to, yeah, to sort of stay in, stay in house. And um, I'm actually like, I'm in a much better place now than I was when you and I were going, going out on the town and just getting drunk and trying to forget our lives. So now I'm in, uh, yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing what I'm doing now. And I'm really, yeah, I'm really happy with it. Iron- ironically, because I never thought I would be. Um, if you had said to me like, what, five years ago, you'd be working in recruitment, but you'd actually be enjoying it and you'd be happy. I wouldn't have believed you. Okay, so, so that's like a pretty comprehensive overview. Yeah, I think so. Um, I can say it's it's not been like a particularly. It's been like a very straight <laughs> path. Yeah, hasn't it? A very dry ride. It's not been a dry ride. I would just say it's been a straight ride. Um, yeah. Nice. Okay. What about you? Uh, well, obviously, yeah. Where did I, you start? I I left school uh, at eighteen, same as you. Um, but I left school and just kind of went. Uh, I was doing music a lot at the time, as you know. So I was uh, I was producing. So I was basically making beats. Uh, I was also rapping. Um, and so I was doing that for a while after after school. Uh, I really just had no... Um, 19, like I said, this, 19 was kind of the worst year of my life because mm. uh, I, I uh, 
I lost my dad when I was 18, like a month before my A-levels. I'd already been disenfranchised with school since I was like 16 because he got diagnosed when I was 16. So I was like, okay, I don't give a fuck about school. Um, and then uh, and then I was in a relationship and that like went tits up um, after I left school. And then um, and then all my friends had gone to uni. And me and you weren't friends, obviously, at this point. Um, so all my, all my best friends had gone to uni and they were all out of London and living these dope lives. And I was just at home with no money, living with my mum, just broke and sad and with no dad, no girl, no friends. So I was really depressed. When I was 19, that was the worst year of my life. Um, and uh, anyway, eventually I ended up uh, getting a job as a, as, a, as a chugger, like a charity street guy. You know, when you're on the street and you're like... I don't know that was what they were called, but okay. Yeah, charity and mugger. charity mugger. Yeah, ah, so okay. I'd stand outside tube stations and be like, "Have you got a minute for this okay. charity?" Yeah, um, I didn't know you did that. Do you not know I did that? I actually didn't know you did Dude, that. Dude, you know it's really funny how I got that job because I was so I had I was so clueless about uh, jobs and all this kind of stuff that um, one time my friend uh, Tristan was around my house and we used to make beats together, and uh, he was saying like, "Oh, I'm looking at getting a car." And I was like, how are you going to get a car? Because he came from the same thing as me. As like, he, I was the poor kid at private school and so was he. And okay. so a different school, but he was like, you know, he was from an estate and all this kind of stuff. So, um, and so we, both of us were like, we knew people who would get cars, but we were like, well, that's never in our cards. Uh, so he was, oh, I'm looking at getting a car. And I'm like, how are you going to afford a car? And he's like, oh, I'm getting a job. And I was like, you're getting a job? And he's like, yeah, dude. And I was like, <laughs> mental. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what job are you getting? He's like, oh, I'm working in this, like, um, this thing. I'm not going to bail out what it was. He was, he was. he was doing a job. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, and he was like, you know, man, you're good enough at making beats now that you don't have to spend all day like practicing or anything. You could, you should just get a job and make some money. And I was like, uh, yeah, okay. Like, that's probably a good idea. Um, and I was like, how'd you get a job? And he's like, go on Gumtree. They have jobs on there. So I was like, all right. So I literally went on Gumtree and I typed in job. Seriously. Swear to God, I typed in job wow. and I hit enter. Wow. And uh, you really were late to the curve in developing, weren't yeah. you? Yeah, I mean, that's like that's Dude, really I was, basic all, all stuff. I, all I did was just fucking smoke weed and make music. I yeah. did did nothing out. I was just so disenfranchised. I, I literally, yeah. I so couldn't care about the world because of all the yeah. shit that had happened to me that I was like, I just don't even. I was just. Clueless. So you never had a job before that? Uh, no, that's a lie. Actually, I did have a job before that, which was, by the way, the best job in the world. What was that? In the world, I did it when I was. Um, I, I think I started working when I was like seventeen. I was still at school. Um, and it was my local DVD rental place. God, I remember those shops. Yeah, yeah dude. Okay. I'm, I'm. Te- it genuinely to this day when I talk about you know, it. It's just the same as like working in retail, no? You're no, like... not even close. Okay. Let me paint you a picture, right? Especially think about knowing me as a person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let me paint you a picture. All right. So first of all, uh, it was on my local high street. So I literally walked one minute. Yeah, that's quite... To get to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Second of all, this was in the dying age of dvd rentals um so it was dead half the time um and third of all i was the only one in the store because it was a very small store um the manager was such a nice guy the other guy that worked there um was also such a nice guy which is also a funny story because i thought he hated me but he actually didn't but um but anyway so i'm in this store i'm surrounded by movies and tv shows and anytime any new movie came out on dvd we had it and i got a chance to like rent it and take it home first oh okay so you have perks like that okay i, I had i had uh that dude that, that's not that doesn't even touch the perks so i could any time a new movie came out i could i could watch it uh obviously i watched everything for free um and while i'm at work there was a tv behind the counter so while you're at work you would just watch tv and that wasn't even like i had to be sly about it that was like a thing 
like the manager and like the owner and the other guy it was like a known thing they're like yeah you got the tv here so pop in whatever you want while you're on shift because they knew the shop was basically empty so what are you gonna do sit and just stare at the wall yeah um so i would just spend days like binging game of thrones and watching all the new movies that came out like while i'm being paid yeah that does sound quite sweet and then every now and then a customer comes in and they mm. bring a movie to the front and uh i remember the way the place smelled it had this really cool smell to it, it had a really cool energy and and, and i'd grown up there renting movies from there since, since i was a kid so it had a real like nostalgic place in my heart so that was um, your first job that was my first job and uh and it got to the point where like uh i remember like my girlfriend like when she would finish college she would come i'd be at the store and she would come to the store and she'd just like sit on my lap behind the counter and we'd be watching we'd basically be having a date and hanging out that's quite cool and then every night and their customer would come and she would like hop off my lap and i'd be like hey man and i talk to the customers and be like oh, oh i've seen that that's meant to be really good oh have you seen this i think it's better than that and it was just great dude and how old were you 17. 17 okay. um yeah beats working at bhf dude it was, was great british home stores that was that was a very very different ball game no this was amazing like, I, I would you know i would like go for a cigarette whenever i wanted i'd bring my laptop and i'd make beats at work um it was it was awesome man it was the best job i've ever had ever and it, nothing will ever top it for everything the amount of like the where i work that is yeah that's like that's a cool first job it was amazing man. my first job was car washing i started my own car washing business did you that was my first how did i not know that yeah you didn't know that that was my first the first the first business i started okay the one thing i the missing ingredient that i that i didn't take with me basically like i made a load of leaflets and then just put them on people's cars near where i lived nice and how old were you at this i was probably like 16 okay something 17 maybe because just before I, this is before i joined bhs yeah um and i put leaflets around and i got a couple of calls and i was like fuck i'm in business yeah. okay right i'm gonna start making some money i think it was like i was charging five quid or something i think right. to like wash people's cars and i didn't have any kit basically i just i just had like a chamois and some like like foam wash or whatever it was yeah. basically it was it, they weren't getting a car clean yeah. basically <laughs> it was getting fleeced and uh i went there and i remember i got i was really excited about my first one and i had everything on my back or whatever and i was going over to the car and i got to the car and i realized i didn't have any water with me the one the one missing ingredient i had i didn't take with me uh so they all asked for their refund <laughs> it just ended up with like soapy cars with just nothing else which is just like my dad to this day takes a piss out of me for that it's that's like so it's just funny. so you just, Damn. just special um but yeah then i went to bhs nice after that well yeah so i had this i had this job and i loved it and i was so happy with it and uh there was a hammer under the counter we had in case anyone got rude and it was called like ashley's baby or whatever because there was a guy that used to wear they called ashley and it was like this big like wooden hammer never had to use it but it was cool okay. that we <laughs> that's the most random thing to have yeah dude we've lived very different lives we've but, lived very different but lives. so uh and then obviously you know dvd rental stores just went out of business and so basically uh so i went on gumtree searching job <laughs> well yeah no <laughs> but as in when they closed it down i was so gutted because i was yeah, like yeah. i loved loved that job so much and then and, and i was sad that my local high street place was, was was closing down um so anyway so i left that um bummed around for a bit and then I, yeah when i'm gumtree typed in job and the first thing that came up was um i'm not gonna say which charity it was but it was like a big charity and it was uh, and i remember i looked at it and it said uh nine pounds an hour and i was like what i get nearly a tenner every hour yeah i just couldn't believe that yeah, yeah. uh and so i applied i did that um and uh, within the f uh, within the first two weeks, everyone on my orientation was fired because it was just that if you weren't getting signups, you were done. Um, and I had to put my own spin on it. You were ecstatic about the nine pound an hour job. Yeah, I, I was so happy because I was like, I couldn't believe I was getting basically a tenner every. Because up until that point, yeah. other than that job at the video store where I think I was getting like six, seven pounds an hour, um, 
other than that it was my mum giving me a tenner when she could afford it so i was like i get nearly a tenner every hour so anyway so i went to the training did that and um and i realized quickly they give you a script you have to do which is like you know hi i'm ollie from x charity would you like to would you have a second to talk about you know know. do you need a script for that well this is the thing you do the script and within the first 10 minutes you realize no one stops the script and uh the manager that was on shift with me or whatever was like dude you got to put your own spin on it a little bit and he was like an older guy he'd been there for like decades he was like you got to put your own spin on it you got you know be a bit charming, be a bit flirty, be a bit funny, you know, tailor it a little bit. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I put my own spin on it and I ended up doing really, really well and I was doing fine. And yeah, by the first, I think after the first week or two weeks, everyone else that had been in the orientation with me had been fired because they weren't getting signups. And I was the only one that was still there. So I kept going. I was there for about two months. And I think in my second month, I think I broke the record for like most signups in a month in that month or something like that. Um, so I was like clearly doing well and I actually really enjoyed the job because I was working with some cool people we were in a different place every day yeah. um, you never knew where you were going to be it was a different environment you know you'd have a laugh with the guys you were with I got to flirt with a bunch of girls which was great you know you get, you get chatting to them you sign them up and then they're like you know oh you and I'm like yeah sure you know it was great it was a, also a great job and then uh, I got mystery shopped which basically means someone pretends someone from like the regulatory body of charities pretends to be a regular person and they talk to you and you sign them up and then they basically say like they report on how you did and it was like a known thing that in that world that if you get called to office you're getting fired it was, right, okay. it was like an, everyone knew you'd be on sh- and it would happen all the time you'd be on shift with someone and then someone would be like you know oh uh, john you've got to go to office and you'd be like well john's gone we're never, yeah, yeah, we're never okay, seeing john yeah, again yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like going to fucking well, i'm not gonna say that but anyway it was just okay. it was, yeah it was like it was you know they were fired and so i was on shift once and i was having a great time da, 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 and then my team leader's like oh you gotta you gotta i just gotta call you gotta go to office and i was like what and he was like yeah i was like uh dude am i getting fired and i was really scared and he was like nah i'm sure it's nothing like there's no way you're getting fired and i went to the office and he was like yeah man sit down um yeah you got mystery shopped and it wasn't good so yeah you're gonna, you're, we're gonna have to let you go and i was just like what happened and he was like well you did get some of the facts wrong but we could just put you through training again for that but the main thing is like you called us sweetheart and you swore a few times and i was like oh come on dude look at your whole team all your managers they do the exact same thing that's how you get people yeah, yeah. um and he was like, I'm sorry, we have to do it by the book. And I was like, dude, look at my... I was like, the numbers count for nothing. I was like, I've been here two months. I'm smashing it. Like, look at this. Does that not count for anything? I know we, I know we like to say it's not a business. And it's, you know, but you want to get as many signups as possible to help whatever you're helping. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, I'm sorry, you know. And I was like, can you please do anything? And there was a woman above, I'm not going to say her name, but there was a woman who was out of office who I didn't ever saw. And they were like, I'll speak. He was like, I'll speak to her and let you know. Come back tomorrow. And I went home and I was just like so upset and nervous. And my mum was like, look, whatever happens, it'll be okay. And I went in the next day and he was like, yeah, I spoke to her. And she said, no, so you're gone, basically. And I was like, <laughs> dude, I left, I left uh, the place and I just went straight to Tesco's. I bought like a four pack of Strongbow and some cigarettes. And I just sat in the park crying and drinking cider and just smoking and just, my God, just so upset. Because this was, I know it sounds, sounds I know it sounds, I know it sounds silly, but genuinely, I was talking about this with someone the other day. You're what? At 18 at this point? Uh, yeah. Clearly the legal drinking age. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was 18. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I was either, I, I think I was 18, maybe just turned 19. I was around there. But, um, but it sounds silly, but the reason that was so hard for me, I took it so hard, is because that was the that was all I had that job. I know how that felt. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was all I had, and and it was the and it was the only way that I had any sense of kind of self esteem. Because I was I, before I got that job, I really had given up on life, and so I was like, well, I'll just get a job and I'll just try this. Mm-hmm. And and I on, the mindset I had when I took that job was I don't really want to be here anymore. So 
fuck it i'll just take life like a bonus round and i'll just do this job yeah and if it goes wrong i can always top myself that was basically the logic that i had i know it's dark but that is literally how i thought and so i had this job and i was like i've got no girl no dad no money and no friends all my friends were out of london i still had friends and they were always, you know they were checking on me but you can't hang out with them you know what i mean so so this job was all i had so when i lost it i literally felt i was like i've got nothing this one little thing that and i was good at it as well which is an important thing for a man having something that you feel like you're good at and you can put your work into and you you know however big or small it is you, you're contributing to something you're yeah. adding some value so when i lost that i just it was really really like a big hit um and then i was in the i was in the park and i had this uh i pulled up my wallet and there was a business card in there from this guy that ran this finance firm that i've met through someone and uh and i was just like well i've literally got nothing to lose now so i just called him and i was like hey and he's like hello and i was like hey man it's ollie and he's like oh hello ollie how are you and i was like yeah i'm good listen man i've just been fired and i need a job and he's like okay um well let's let's get something in the diary for next week and i was like nah i've just been fired i need a job now and he's like well i'm just in a meeting with the client at the moment and i was like i don't care i need a meeting now he's like well i can't really do right now and i was like i need a meeting now i've been fired i need to i'm gonna see you right now and he was like okay well yeah why not okay come on down here's the office and i was like great yeah. i put dude i pulled up think about it. this is the guy who runs a finance firm he's sitting outside he's like an older guy nice suit he's sitting with a client who's in like also a really nice suit they're having like a proper client meeting i turn up i shit you not in i was in jeans and dirty air forces a backwards snapback cap oh two diamond earrings in my ear a nike body warmer I still had the half drunk can of strongbow in my hand with a fag on the go and oh. I was like, I turned that, up. That screams employability right there. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Especially in the world of finance. Yeah, yeah. Dude. And I turned up and I was like, you're right. And he was like, oh, Ollie. And he was awesome. He was super eccentric. So he didn't care. But the client looked at me and was like, what the who is, is going guy? on here? Yeah. 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 Um, anyway, so the guy ended up leaving and I sat down with the guy who ran the firm and we ended up talking. We, ba we basically just drank for hours those are the best kind of interviews the best kind of interviews yeah. dude and then and then i went up to the uh i went up to the office because he was like you need to be a good fit with the team and i saw everyone there and i saw the brokers on the phone and they were like hello mr smith and all that kind of shit um anyway and I, I liked it and i went back downstairs and we basically drank until probably like two in the morning we were drinking for like seven hours and by the end we were just completely steamed and he was like if you were to work for us this is how much you'd be earning this is what you'd be doing da, da, da. and i was like yeah great um and then i ended up going to a lock-in that night because i knew this barmaid at some pub so i ended up going for a drink somewhere else and then anyway woke up hung over the next day to a phone call from him being like how would you like a job in the city and i was like hell yeah let's do it dude um and so i did that for like a few years and then uh, and then i left that for reasons i'll go into in another episode but um anyway so i left that so we're so you're how old at this point uh I, I went i went into the finance job when i was 19 i left when i was 22 i think 22 okay yeah. right um just to bear in mind that like i summed up my life 10 years <laughs> of my life in the space of about what eight minutes yeah. i don't know we can go back and clock it if yeah. we need to eight I think minutes it was less than eight you're minutes. cool you're now 22 and you're basically <laughs> and we've only just left your basically first real job yeah okay yeah i do cool. my life's been crazy i told you so i left that I wouldn't job describe that as crazy dude I mean, it's honest. pretty it's sitting pretty... in a park drinking strongbow <laughs> and having <laughs> it's crazy no but is it, it is like is it just me that prefers that version to the tank top and freeboard <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've gone downhill. Um, and uh, so then I wanted to, I, I was like, I got sick of that job and I was like, I want to I do something different. What do I like? And I was like, I've always loved acting. So then I was like, all right, let me let me look into acting. I did a couple of acting courses, managed to get an agent. And I did the stupid thing of 
instead of being like, oh, well, I should stay in my job and then I can audition on the side. I was like, well, if I get called for an audition and I'm in an office, I can't go to the audition. So and I'm obviously going to get inundated with auditions. And I'm gonna, yeah. So everyone's going to want to yeah, hire yeah. me. So I was like, uh, well, I'll just I'll just quit my job then. So I, and I had money saved up. So from, from that job. So I was like, oh, I'll just quit. And I was like, I realized I could live for like a, a year or two without a job if I needed to off my savings. So I was like, all right, I'll just do that. And for a year and a half, I didn't even get an audition, let alone a job. Um, that's a lie, actually. I did get an audition. When I signed with my agent, I said, uh, she was like, is there anything you don't want to do? And I was like, look, I'll do anything. I'll do commercials. I'll do TV. I'll do film. Um, I'll do theater. I just, the only thing I don't want to do is panto. And she's like, okay. Well, you've got I'll... an audition for a panto if you're interested. Okay. Right. So I was like, I don't want to do panto. That's the only thing I don't want to do. I just don't want to do panto. Yeah. I'll do anything else. And she's like, okay, cool. And then I get this audition sent through and it's a panto. So I'm like, strike one, right? So you got your best man on it, right? A woman, yeah, and so, woman. so the audition comes through and it's for Aladdin, right? So I'm like, oh, okay, this is interesting. Now, James, <laughs> looking me in the face, do not tell me that as you a white guy or that you were auditioning for the role of Aladdin. She put me up for Aladdin, seriously, yeah. And I had to call wow, them and go, okay. hey, just wanted to double check. This wasn't meant for me. It's probably an email mix-up, right? And they're like, no. And I was like. Just, this is for Aladdin, right? And she went, yeah. And I went, and for the role of Aladdin in Aladdin. She went, yeah. And I went, for me, yeah. Oliver, yeah. White guy, yeah. Cool, just checking, that's the right. I'm going to pass on this one for the sake of not just the role, but also my my career. Yeah, and yeah, any yeah. career I would like to have yeah, in anything yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I met up with a friend of mine who was signed to the same agency. He's a mixed race guy. Uh, and we were talking and he was like, uh, we were like, oh, I was like, what, what she put, put you up for recently? He was like, oh, she actually just put me up for a panto and Aladdin. And I was like, dude, she put me up for the same thing. Why didn't she just put you up, dude? At least you're mixed race. Why didn't you put me up? Um, so anyways, I did that for a while. I did a bunch of amateur theater all over, crazy stories from that. But anyway, I ended up stopping that. Um, I ended up working for a startup at one point, um, which was really dope, a company called Pouch, um, which is like a voucher code startup, which would like get discounts and voucher codes and websites, kind of like Honey. Um, so I worked for that for a while. Um, I then had a brief stint working with you, which was great. We should talk about that. We should just talk about yeah. that. Yeah. How did that come about, Steve? How did that come about? I don't, can't remember like where, like how it came about. Did it you? Was it you looking for a job or was it me coming to you saying, oh, we're, we're hiring, could be quite cool if we were working together? I know what it was. I started working at a mini golf bar at the time. Okay. And this was after, because you, this was after Pouch. Yeah, this was it? after yeah, Pouch. Yeah, yeah, and okay. I think I'd left, I'd, I, uh, I got fired from Pouch. Yeah. Um, Nothing actually to do with me. That was mainly just the fact that it's just they the market, were... isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Macroeconomic factors, right there. <laughs> <laughs> Completely out of my Yeah, I, I think China was in a two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but no, I ended up. I I, I got fired because they were, they were trying to cut costs, and they were like, "Look, we can't justify the cost." And I was like, "Fair enough." Um, and then I left that, and then I started working in a mini golf bar. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so I was doing that, and then I I was doing that kind of. It was evenings mostly. Yeah, yeah. And then you, I think there was an opening at the firm you were working at yeah. for like a part-time researcher role. That's right. Yeah. And yeah, you yeah. were like, well, it could be fun if we worked together. And I think you were just like so depressed that you were like, if I, I could just, have- I need, I need, dude. If I, I could I have my best this. mate with me. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's, I remember that. When <laughs> you called me about it, it was, there was an air in your voice. It was like, yeah, mate, dude, it could, it could actually be really fun. And bear in mind, I'd been- <laughs> The money could be great. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. I'd, been, I'd been hanging out with you for this point uh, for the first, like, I think five years, we'd been hanging out and like pretty tight by that point. And so you, you it was like you didn't remember that i'd heard five years of you every week being like i'm so depressed this is the worst thing in the world nah, mate, it's great <laughs> and then he calls me up and he's like dude amazing opportunity just opened up um but i was like it could be fun to work with you yeah, yeah, and you know for us to work together and share and it's a part-time role and i could do that with the bar i was working in because yeah. i did like the bar job so i was like i'm gonna keep that so i was doing that part-time 
and uh, just didn't really pan out the way we thought it was going to pan out. I was like... so miserable. I with, after a month, I was like, "This is the worst thing in the world. I yeah, can't be yeah, here anymore." Yeah, and I, I you telling me that. Yeah, and I stuck and it. Out. I, had a, I had a word. I had a word with you at that point of being like, "Dude, stick it out just for a couple of months." Yeah, no agenda. Just stick it out <laughs> okay. for a couple of months at your cost of your mental health. Just stick it out. No <laughs> reason. Just just stick it out. Now, okay? if we if we take a brief pause there. What you will notice is that that is Skeeth really being a really good friend. He's like, listen, man, this could be a good opportunity for you. I just think it would climb, be... Climb the ladder. Climb the ladder. This, break this, career. I think really is your friend. I think this is a good <laughs> thing for you to do. And I was saying to him, hey, man, I've been here two months. I really, really don't want to be in this place anymore. And it's making me not want to be in the world anymore. So I don't want to be here. I'm very depressed. And he went, I hear that, man, but I really think you should stick it out. Just give it, you know what? Give it one more month. You've been here two months. Give it one more month. And I was like, dude, I can't. I'm so depressed. And then he gets pissed at me and he's like, you know what, man? I've been here like six years and I've been doing it. You gotta pull your socks up. You gotta stay. You just gotta tough it out. That's what life is. You're not gonna like and he just and I'm like, dude, why? I'm I'm your best friend and I'm telling you I'm so depressed here. Why are you making me stay? And then I went back upstairs to the office and I get speaking to another guy that I had been speaking to in the office. And he's like, oh, you're right. And I was like, no, not really, man. I'm actually kind of pissed because I was talking to Skeeth and I was telling him I'm really depressed here. I'm so miserable. This feels like poison in my body. It's just so not who I am. I don't want to be here. And he's my friend and he should support me and understand that. And he instead he's telling me I need to stick it out and tough it out. And the guy just is like looking at me and he's like, how long have you been here? And I went, uh, two months. And he goes, okay. And what did Ski say? And I was like, well, he said, just give it one more month and see how I feel. And he goes, so to three months. And I was like, yeah, he said, give it one more month. He's like, okay, so you've done two months now. And then you want to, he said, stay for one more month to make it three. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, you know, he gets a, he gets a, <laughs> he gets a referral fee if someone he refers stays for three months, right? And so I was just like, stick it out. What? I mean, I'll, I'll buy you a drink. Yeah. Just stick it out. So my best mate was making me stay in a job that I was depressed in so that he could get, what was it, a 500 quid? Like 500 my life was worth yeah. 500, 500 quid. Yeah, it was. You're, yeah, it was. Thank yeah, God I didn't stay and I did yeah. leave after two months. So he didn't get his referral. That was a shame. Um, that was a shame. <laughs> 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 so... So yeah, so I left there um, and then I've just been, I, I was just working in the mini golf bar for like four years, four or five years. And then I was doing acting on the side. I ended up being part of a youth theater called Intermission, which was actually Darren, our first episode. So I was training with them for a year. Um, had some random acting roles on the side. I then was doing music. I went back into music properly at one point uh, in 2020. It was during lockdown um, and uh, started doing some stuff with that. Ended up building up a little fan base from that, um, which was awesome. Had a really great time. Um, and then I just kind of was losing, falling out of love with music. So I stopped, carried on working in the bar. And then I, uh, I finally dove deep into stand up and I went to New York uh, for the first time. What? No, just. No, let's just let, 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 let it play out. Just let it play out. Let it play out. Oh, the New yeah. yeah. So I went to New York, which is apparently a massive thing that everyone can't stop talking about. Um, including myself. So no, I went to New York and, I, and, I, and I, I'd always loved stand up and a part of me. I'd done it once, like, I don't know, 10 years ago, I did it once. Um, we still conquered London by this point, haven't you? You're like, <laughs> <laughs> I can't go international. Right? It's new market. Thanks, uh, I'm trying, Dude, this is, the condens- this is the condensed version. There's so many stories around all this, but I'm trying to keep it condensed. Um, You're doing a great job. Thanks, man. I actually genuinely am. Yeah, yeah no, no, no. Actually, um, I have a genuine question. Yeah. You decided to do stand-up when you are out in New York. You didn't go to New York with a view of like, oh, well, this is like the home of stand-up comedy kind of thing. You happened to be out there and you like saw a comedy show and was like, oh, shit, this is what I want to do. No, I went out there because of stand-up mainly. I did it. I did one show, um, which I think was in like twenty. I want to say twenty 
2015, 2016, and I did it, and it was actually okay. Uh, I didn't even bomb or anything, but I just, I just deferred to Cobra, and I never did it again. I, there was like that was like five years before, and then I went to New York in 2022 last year, and um, and I knew it was the home of stand up, but I'd also I was feeling a bit lost and a bit aimless, and I'd always wanted to go to New York more than anything in the world, and I was like, well, I should just go. So I just booked a ticket. I didn't know anyone, um, and I was like, I'm gonna try stand up while I'm out there, and I went to the comedy cellar and i went to all the clubs and i went to just watch a bunch of amazing comedy because it is the home of of comedy for me and uh and so i was doing that and then i tried it fell in love with it did a bunch of shows and then i came back to london and was like okay yeah i need to start doing shows in london so that i don't lose that fire and i don't lose the momentum because I, I wasn't scared by that point because i'd done it in new york so i was like i need to do it soon so that i don't let the fear build up again um but i yeah so i went out there to go because i wanted to go to new york because it was like a lifelong dream but it was also because i knew it was the stand-up capital of the world and i wanted to like start start there and, and do it there um and so yeah so i've been doing stand-up since then um been doing shows in london i kind of go back and forth between london and new york i go to new york every kind of three months and do some shows out there uh got some great friends out there now um thankfully um and so yeah so now i just uh i do stand up and uh, i've been doing that for a while and then obviously about a year ago me and you uh started this podcast we did well th so we had a few ventures before this yeah we did that's true we should touch on that uh we should touch on that one what, what, what yeah go on well i was gonna say one thing was uh we had the idea at one point because we'd basically to give context to the to the to the viewers or listeners or whatever you want to call it whoever's we, whoever's whoever's, <laughs> whoever's still here yeah. um we had uh we'd both been like various like lost and aimless at various different times but it never it never fully synced up so there'd be a period where he was like i'm ready to pack this in and just do something yeah and i was like well i'm actually doing pretty happy with this music thing now and then there'd be periods where i was like dude i, I have no idea what i want to do why don't we just do something crazy and he's like well i've actually got this really stable job and i don't want to lose it what, what, so, to, to, what, to talk through one of your ideas that we had in region oh i know in, you're gonna say i know exactly because i remember about. that moment yeah, yeah, yeah. so clearly mm. This is like you, you as a crazy off the wall kind yeah, of yeah, like yeah. fuck it, throw it up in the air and see yeah. what sticks kind of guy. This is talking to the most stuck up corporate like yeah, yeah guy so in the world. It was the Tell most it. it was the most not you thing, admittedly. But we were walking through Regent's Park, we were both just really depressed and hating our lives, and I was like, dude, here's an idea. <laughs> and I wasn't gainfully employed at this point, but you obviously were. Yeah. And I said, Why don't we just go to LA and because <laughs> and become club promoters yeah of course. and i was like dude we're like obviously you know right? we're like we're, we're you know we're, we're english that will work really well in our favor you know we're all right looking we're yeah. fairly talkative we could do really well in that scene and we could like sweep up in terms of money and also meet like cool people yeah, and we'll meet yeah. some cool girls and, and then like, you said we could be like pot washers during the day <laughs> well, i said yeah well. if we needed to Just find... so, like keep the money coming in you'll be living on other people's sofas <laughs> so you're like yeah let's let's give it a go man what could go wrong <laughs> well, I like, said, yeah. well i said well i said great question we'll fucking be, I, was, I was like we'll be crashing on couches and if we need to find a small shitty place to rent that's like cockroach infested i was like let's just we'll be dishwashers you know like in scarface whatever we'll just find a place that will pay us cash in hand and be dishwashers and we'll just then we'll be dishwashers by day and then club promoters and by huge night huge club promoters by like night. in scarface yeah like <laughs> in scarface <laughs> right you've yeah. seen it yeah. <laughs> right back to the dvd <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's all so <laughs> but i did think I did. I was like, I did think in my head, I'll go to a New York club or an, an LA club, and we, I will just get hired as a club promoter. It will just happen eventually. But I do think that's important. You said this to me the other day. You're like, why are you so delusionally optimistic? But it's like, if I just genuinely believe, if you just live like that, things happen because things always have happened. Like no, that. I'm not saying it's a bad way to live. Not now, anyway. Now that I've you know matured a little bit. Yeah. I think back then I was like, yeah, flowered, blossomed. Yeah. I feel like back then I was like 
dude, you've lost your marbles. Yeah, no, like, that was this the most is, Yeah, thing. this is like... This and is I was nuts. so on it. I was like... You dude, were so ready to do it. Yeah, dude. Like, I was like, it would have been me and you. And then the I, the irony was like, I don't know, is it a year later or something? I think I came to you and I was like, dude, let's just... I, I want to take you up on that offer of being a pot washer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, I just go to LA because I'm fucking done. I am just done. And you're like, sorry, man. I've got like, I've got stuff going on now. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember when we yeah. one a great film when you when you when you watched War Dogs. Yeah, and you told me to watch. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know where this is going. You watched you watched oh War Dogs God. and he told me to watch it and I was like, dude, this is <sighs> sick. And then there was a brief, although albeit very fleeting moment oh, where yeah. I was like, dude, should we just become gun runners? <laughs> And then you went on a trip to Italy, I remember, where you yeah. were driving a bus in Italy. Yes. And you sent me a picture where you were like in this mine somewhere. I was in a, a bus mine. of people. Yeah. Random. I was but in the back remember, of a pickup like, truck yeah. in a marble mine. I remember yeah. you then sent me a picture or a video or something of you in the back thinking yeah. like, I feel like I'm in the scene of War Dogs. I did. And I was like, I'm sat at my computer at the moment, just like tapping away. I'm just like, yeah. oh I was, man. <laughs> I'm really <laughs> shaking back and forth here. I was yeah. sitting in the back of a pickup truck with Ray-Bans on and I just sent him this video in the boiling hot sun, all this green, and I was in the middle of a marble canyon and I was, it was like some marble Marble mine, and I was like, "Look at this, dude!" He was just like, "I ah, death for this meal deal watching that." He was like, <laughs> "Yeah." Dude. So uh, we, we were gonna do uh, we were gonna do a burger a burger truck together. Yeah, we were actually that was going that was going really well. Yeah, and we, then um, Skeet, Skeet didn't want to do it. Yeah, of course it was it was all on me that actually because we uh, we had everything we had like the packaging we had the ingredients we had uh, you know a rough business plan shall we say and then um, yeah the only hurdle was getting a greaser in the back of Ollie's car and it was just not. Yeah. It was too big of a hurdle to go well, forward don't and the start the business. Well. Um, yeah, of course. I mean, just the paperwork of submitting a form online. I mean, who can be doing with that? Yeah, that failed. Um, that business failed immediately because I was like... I think I, it started and failed in the same, in the same night. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was in the same evening. It was. wasn't going to work. I was like, I'm not, you, I was like where are we going to put the fucking the thing we cooked the, the burgers Obviously, on. we'll put it in the back of your car. And I was like, I don't want a greaser have. in the back of my car. <laughs> and then he's like, we'll figure that out. Let's just get the permit. And, and then he texted me later that night and was like, dude, um, we, we allocated duties or whatever. And he was like, dude, do you mind uh, submitting the permit for the council? for the thing and I was like I'm not going to do that I don't want to, I just, let's just spin the business <laughs> oh off. sweet yeah, yeah I really bought in from day one there I have several questions yeah. yeah Um, what kind of car was this I had a, an Audi A3, A3 so time. you were planning on running a burger truck out the back no, of so, <laughs> funny enough that yeah. wasn't <laughs> the business plan actually funny of like the <laughs> vehicle that we were going to that use that is ever so slightly yeah. less insane than going yeah. to LA to yeah, 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 yeah. Just, I know we're selling food out of the back of quality burgers out the back of an Audi yeah but we'll get a permit though, surely. Council did, will sign up on did that. You, did you say you'd already bought all the stock? No, oh, no, we didn't. No, we no, made we, a we list. We weren't idiots, about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we weren't just going to jump into it head first. Yeah. So, so that we did funny. that, and then we did like we went through the drop shipping phase. Oh yeah, we, we did the drop shipping yeah, phase. Yeah, yeah. You had the good. Oh, you you had a uh, your what was your store called? Ski. Uh, I can't remember. I remember what it was called. Don't worry, I remember it. It was called "It's Raining Cats and Dogs." And Raining had an apostrophe instead of a G at the end. Well, Raining was taken. And it was that was be... why. Again. And, and you were yeah. selling cat and cat and dog toys. I was toys. selling cat, cat toys, dog um, toys, yeah. And I had a store that was like uh, a general store. But I did actually end up selling a few products. I sold a... Um, it was like a roller knife. That you... A pizza cutter. No, it was like a... They called it like the Samurai 360 or some shit. <laughs> did you Samurai 360? <laughs> <laughs> And it was like some random woman bought it in the Midwest, <sighs> and I was that's cool. And then I sold a cat bed window hammock. Yeah. That was my main big yeah. seller. That was um, the big seller of, of a total of how many units? I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, can you not? I think like, it was single digits. <laughs> it was like seven. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. Single and the money I spent—that was his top seller. <laughs> <laughs> I think I ended up losing money on the money I spent on Facebook ads oh, to get those sales. Yeah. Um, so we both packed that in. 
yeah and then i had a clothing business yeah, yeah yeah i started a clothing business and i yeah I, that actually went quite far I put, I put a lot of money into it that's one way of saying yeah, it went yeah. far <laughs> the money went far i far put a lot of money into it so i had an idea for a clothing business i was sat in the park one day one of my mates this was before everyone was starting a clothing business granted the market was kind of saturated yeah. but i still thought i saw a gap so it was sort of like louis vuitton yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Just without everything accustomed <laughs> to it. Um, and so basically, I was like, okay, right, I'm going to start a clothing brand and just give it a go. So I kind of like put some design, some designs together. I was like, well, I'm just going to do t-shirts and hoodies. Those are my designs. And right? Skeet, can I ask what your USP was? And then I was going to front. <laughs> and then from there, Skeet, I was did like, did you know there was a gap in the market? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the number one question. And after that, what are your thoughts on AI? <laughs> How do you build culture in your workplace? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. How did you build culture in Pure Pastel? Yeah. Um, but I did like the name. I feel like I liked the name. I called it Pure Pastel. Pure Pastel, I, I, Pure pastel fair, was I did, actually I did good. always like the name. It was a good name. It was going to be a pastel colored clothing brand because we believed you could wear pastels all year round. And, um, and you believe that in spite of apparently everyone having some sort of issue with that being yeah. the case. No, that because was, it's just that, was, that was just, that was the USP. It was the fact that I could sit there and say, and say that, that you can wear pastel colors all year round. I um, remember when guys, sorry, can I just say, I have to roast you on it because it is very funny. Yeah, it's hilarious. There, yeah, there, yeah. We sat down and you and, and you said, this is my clothing company. I said, what's the what's the like angle? What's the USP? And you were like, well, the, the USP is that it's, it's pastel colors. And I was like, okay, cool. And you were like, and that you, we believe you can wear pastel colors all year round. And I said, can you not wear pastel colors all year round normally? And you went, well, well, I don't know, but we're saying you can. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, but you can already do that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were like, yeah, but we're saying you can, it's like yeah. codified now. <laughs> Cause um, it's me saying yeah. it, right? And everything I've done to date, right? Yeah. Uh, so then I basically just <laughs> went all in, basically on it. <laughs> Nothing. I had nothing. I had no idea what I was doing. How I much put did you like spend? I put like eight grand or something into I it. It was more than that. No, it's about eight. Why did I think about it was like twenty five? Because I bought I bought a, I, I bought a load of samples off Alibaba. Basically, went to Alibaba, found a manufacturer, ordered a load of samples, um, went through like a couple of iterations. Then in in the UK as well, put up a Shopify website, and then hired one of my best. Well, not one of my best mates, but like one of my um, uh, one of my mates at the time plus one of the guys I used to work with um, to be models, basically, uh, for a photo shoot. So obviously splashed out on like a professional photographer because you need to. Yeah. And that was like a grand or something. Bit offended you and didn't I ask was me. Like, you know, what, sorry? Bit offended you didn't ask me yeah, to but, model yeah, for it, but man. I'll let it go. Uh, and um, yeah, I did that. Got to be, it looked like a really professional clothing It business. really did, to your credit. It, it yeah, really it did. Looked, it looked pucker, yeah. right? It, it had nothing else behind it, but it, it did look good. Uh, launch got no sales, uh, and obviously, <laughs> and uh, I was like, "Fuck it, I'll just chuck some money into Facebook ads, and then it will just fucking fly off the wall." It didn't, and then I was like, "Okay, so if I'm not gonna do this, then like, well, surely I'll just go to like Selfridges. They'll bulk buy loads of loads of things, and I'll just use that order to buy loads of hoodies. That kind of makes sense, rather than because I'm not gonna be an idiot and spend like eight grand on stock. Like that would be that, that would be, be stupid, mental. yeah, especially with no customers. Yeah. So I was like, I'll do the smart thing, and I'll get a retailer to purchase it all for me, yeah. and then I'll go and buy it." obviously so then i thought but what i can do is i can put eight grand into a into a stall for a trade show where i can then basically That's like right. market it to stores That's and right. buyers yeah. and and companies so i thought right that makes way more sense <laughs> savvy so then i was like right okay <laughs> found a trade show in london bought one of the uh bought one of the like stalls and then um yeah i think i can't remember what, i think it was like six or seven grand or something that stall yeah it was a lot what? yeah it was a lot That's yeah insane. and even even, even more like special than that it was an autumn winter collection right 
and mine was supposed to be like spring summer collection and i didn't realize that until after i paid the money and i actually messaged the woman who sold me the tickets this is how naive i was i said my my collection spring summer is that going to be an issue in an autumn winter trade show she said no no not at all don't okay. worry don't worry the six grand the six grand yeah exactly six grand been paid but the six grand been paid but you'll be fine don't worry and i was like oh well she said i'd be fine so like i'll be absolutely fine about him going through the whole process of like He's on the trade show and it just says everywhere, plastered everywhere, just autumn, autumn, winter. And, and he's, he's got the brightest. Like... And he goes, duh, 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 and he just, that's so funny, dude. Well, I guess the benefit of parcel is that you can wear it all year round. You can wear it all year round. Exactly. So, in a way, yeah, is it exactly. really a spring summer collection or is it just your collection? It's a, it's a collection. It's a collection. Um, and then got one of my mates to take some time off work <laughs> to <laughs> basically come with me and like stand at the show and, uh, and speak to people. And yeah. Didn't quite go as planned. How did it I'll go? be honest. Um, we didn't get any orders. Okay. <laughs> we didn't even have any conversations on the back of it. Uh, we had one guy, an influencer um, called Anish, who came over and was like... <laughs> <laughs> I forgot was, this is so bad Oh, I, this is so funny. You guys are in for a ride. <laughs> this is so funny. Uh, and then he came over. He was really complimentary about it, saying like it's actually really good quality fabrics and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, okay, cool. Thanks. I wonder why he was like, being so nice. To we you. should, uh, yeah. we should definitely like, yeah. I've followed you for ages. Like, I we have like huge amount of respect for what you do, and uh, would love to like sit down and like have a have a coffee with you or something. And he was like, yeah, just like d- DM me and then come meet me and we can just chat or whatever. Um, so. I'll I'll go into the I think I feel like I'll go to the Anish bit another time because I feel like that's okay. like a yeah that's a that's a longer story it is a longer that story. is a longer story uh, a funny one but a, a longer very st- very funny <laughs> one story he's not watching this yeah he's, <laughs> he's not watching this so so yeah no, that was my first foray into the entrepreneurial world I then closed the business off the back of that another <laughs> another hurdle that I reached and I was like I can't do this anymore actually like, eight grand in and my soul destroyed. And it's not really for me. So, do you still have a bunch of those hoodies? Yeah, I still have them in my flat to this day in a suitcase. <laughs> Genuinely, like, can I get a free one? Yeah, <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't want one. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, like, I've given out so many free hoodies. Now nah, you know so. what? We should wear them on the pod one day. No, I don't want to do that. Fuck no, that would be like, like a thing if 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 people that are fans yeah. of the pod can be like, I can. But you, I genuinely bet if this podcast blows up. You would Which sell. Obviously, will you would sell? <laughs> don't, that's not the spirit. Yeah, okay, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. gonna blow up, but people would actually buy those. They'd be like, yeah, "This yeah. is the ho- the shitty hoodie brand." This Keith started. I'm <laughs> no, marketing a bit better than that. The <laughs> shitty hoodie brand I started. <laughs> no, but that's why it would sell. It's not yeah. what you think. It's gonna sell for its artistic. Because now pastel colors can be worn all year round. Yeah, oh, uh, I think people have cottoned on to that now. Yeah. Um, so that was our. Yeah, those are the businesses. I'm trying to think what businesses. else. I had to go at Amazon FBA. For about ten minutes, realized that was pretty hard, and then was like, oh, okay. "I don't need that uh, in my life." Yeah. Um, so was that it? I think that's pretty much it. So yeah. basically, you skipped to August last year, um, and so I, I was doing stand up. Uh, I'd, I'd already been doing stand up by that point, um, and I'd basically started doing a podcast with another comic, and so I'd been doing that for a couple of months by that point. Um, and actually, it's worth if this is the intro episode that's that's uh we're talking about how we got barney um so basically barney was working at uh, a place that i used to do comedy and uh and i always liked him and stuff and then basically i just started my comedy podcast with this other guy we'd done like a few episodes um and then we kind of realized that we wanted a producer because at the time we only had whoever was just happened to be working in the studio at the time and it wasn't really like very personal um and so i got talking to barney behind the bar and i was like oh um Have you ever? I think you just you just no, started doing you, lights. You right? came in and it was the first time I was behind the desk on the tech. 
that was it. And you came up to me and were like, oh, dude, you trying to get into production? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, of course. <laughs> and <laughs> like, I was like, master fact, I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. Yeah. yeah. And I remember I specifically said to you, how would you, how would you like the idea of being like a young Jamie, kind of like for, for Rogan, that kind of thing? And you were like, yeah, that'd be sick. And I was like, all right, come down to the uh, the studio tomorrow and just like shadow the guy that's there. So, uh, and he did. And so he came down and, um, and he kind of ended up like sitting in on uh, an episode and uh and then you know you enjoyed it i think you had fun um and so <laughs> you had fun right <laughs> let them know you had fun um but yeah and then uh and then i was like well if you know i'll you should probably learn how to do like the editing to edit the episodes and stuff so because i was editing the episodes up until that point and uh and so i was like all right come come to mine <laughs> come to mine next week and uh and i'll i'll walk you through uh, video editing and video production. He's like, great. And he turns up and he's, he gets out his little Chromebook. And I was like, you are not going to be able to get Adobe Premiere on that. Um, we still tried. We did try. <laughs> we really tried. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was not happening. <laughs> so I was like, right, okay, you need to go away and get a MacBook and then come back. So he did. Um, and yeah, and then I showed him how to edit. Um, and uh, and then he started editing my other podcast that I was doing, uh, the the comedy one. And then, uh, and then he kind of just got better and better and better. And then just very quickly surpassed me in terms of anything I could edit, uh, which I'm really happy to say. Um, and uh, and then so we, we had like a pretty good system going. We already had like clips coming out. We had shorts coming out. We had trailers and we had intros and, and the episodes. So we actually were like, we were already in the content workflow, I think pretty well. Um, and Barney was just like a magician when it came to like organization and making sure what we needed and everything. It was awesome. Um, and uh, anyway, so around the time that I was doing that podcast, um, I went to hang out with you you one night we went for a drive by chance actually by complete chance <clears throat> by complete chance yeah. um we went to we went to go for a drive and uh and then as we were driving you were like um well you were like oh i've been watching the podcast man it's really it's really funny and i was like, oh thanks man and then you were like you know yeah i was saying like it would be really cool to actually to do it to do to do my own podcast and mm. and uh and think like how it would work and then i think you said we well, were a middle class white dude there's no reason why you right it's not saturated at all yeah. that kind of makes sense yeah. you know what would i talk about oh, fuck knows but you know i yeah. just, just want to do it yeah um and you said well what would like the content be and i was like well i haven't really thought about it that much but i think it would be like a fun thing to do and then like we were kind of sitting there and, and you were saying well, well you could go down like this route and then we were saying that like, we could interview people maybe uh and then we kind of it kind I remember of molded together i remember okay. it differently i remember you saying uh i said what would it be and you said well i thought it'd be really cool to sit down with successful people okay and then i said why would they sit down with you because it's it's it, there's no we're not a person or you, in this case if this was before i was going to do it with you i was like you're not a person you haven't done anything so why would they sit down with you and also there's a million podcasts where they interview successful people so if they can watch an interview with a success, successful person they could either just watch dire of a ceo or rogan or chris williams or whatever chris Williamson. um so i was like yeah you need a niche you need some sort of nugget um which i didn't have at that point and then I think, and then with, I said the origin thing. Yeah, and then you said, oh, like, what about doing a sort of origin story type yeah. type podcast? Um, and I think that kind of yeah morphed into, well, why don't we just ask successful people how they did it? But because, it wasn't going to be with me. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was actually going to be with another friend of mine uh, who works in advertising. And um, I said to him, uh, I said to him, like, oh, I've got an idea for a for for a business, um, like let's jump on a call like ASAP to to do it. Um and uh I think I think the reason the reason it didn't end up happening is because he did I don't think he came back to me like quick enough. He didn't but I mean this like, was this before you even um 
Oh wait, was that before or after our meeting? I'm trying in the to car? think actually. Because I'm in the car. The way I remember it is in the car. That was after. <clears> you're right. Sorry, before we even said that. Because in the car, we then agreed like, oh, me and you, let's just let's go. For no, it. dude, it was before. Because I remember when we sat down, you said I was thinking about uh, I was thinking about starting a podcast with so and so. Okay. And, you, and you'd already messaged him and said I'd like to sit down with him. Yes. Um, that's and then, right. And yeah, then in between right. that, we had our we were in the car and uh and then and then uh, that's right you were talking about doing it with him and i was like well you need some sort of niche and i was like well you could ask them exactly how they did it like, kind of like an origin story kind of thing uh, and you were like oh yeah that's a good idea and i was like well look i'm not you know keep it it's your idea i don't mind just have it and then you were like okay and then we ended up talking about it more in the car that night yeah, yeah. and then we ended up talking about it more and more and then i was like yeah and you could also do it like this and you could also add this in and then it was like um you know, if for whatever reason he, this, doesn't, want to do he doesn't want to do it, I'll fucking do it with you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you're like, okay. And then we carried on talking more and more in the car that night. And we were both like, fucking then just do it. And then, no, yeah, you said you were like, well, do you want to just do it together? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it felt like an affair. It or did. Something. <laughs> it felt really like seedy. Uh, um, but yeah, I was like, right. yeah, 100%. Right. And then that's why I remember it now, after that meeting uh, in the car, uh, you'd already asked him before that to sit down about a business yes. idea but he then didn't come back to you yeah that's right and then that this became what it became that is right um, that is right yeah and so if he had come back to you it could have gone so differently it would have gone so differently definitely we wouldn't <clears> have been <throat> sat here now with 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 this yeah like so we started in august last year august, we came up with the idea end of august last august year and then yeah. we basically wanted to create a pipe enough of a pipeline to launch in january where we had enough to basically release an episode every single week yeah. so we what did we record? Like six episodes, maybe? I think we had like six. About six episodes we and, had. And we were reaching right. out. I mean, to be fair, you were reaching out. To, I mean, I reached out to people in my network and so did you. We started, yeah, like, we started off in our network. That didn't, I mean, we got a couple of people off the back of that. We got a few people off the back of that. Um, I got Ben and Darren. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we were like, okay, well, we need to just go out to other people that we don't know. And it was, it was crazy because you could send a cold email to someone really successful who is at the top of their game yeah. or who just exited like their business for a, a huge sum of money. Mm. And they would come back and they'd be like, yeah, cool, I'll do that. Like it was really actually surprising to see how easy it was to get in front of people when you had no track record. Yeah, because also all. you were emailing people with, uh, we didn't have any footage obviously because we hadn't filmed it. Yeah. So we were, we were emailing people with uh, stock images from the studio we were recording yeah, in. That's right. So they were like, yeah. "Have you got anything we can look at?" And we're like, "You can look at these pictures of where we record." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I um, that. Yeah. yeah, so we did. We had nothing to send them. No, and, we didn't uh, have anything. And but we still managed to get people, which is dope. Well, you managed to get people. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you are, you are. To Skeet's credit, his ability to get guests is unrivaled. You are pretty insane Thank with you. that. You're, you, the people you've managed to get on this show is ridiculous. Thank you. Um. So yeah, so we started doing that. We got to give ourselves a runway, and then we launched in January this year, twenty twenty three. Yeah. And we've obviously now we're in September, so we've been going for however many months, nine months. We release an episode every single week. We basically had a child. Yeah, nine, it's nine months. Yeah, it's true. We've had a we've had a pod baby. Uh, yeah, it's true. So we had yeah, we had a like a runway. We recorded like six episodes, had a runway, launched, launched in January, uh, and then we've been doing an episode a week for nine months. Nine months. And Barney's editing has been getting crazier and crazier Phenomenal. to his credit. Phenomenal. Um, and um, we uh, yeah, and we've um, we've had a real mix, a real mix of guests. We have, um, and then by uh, as a as a beautiful thing that's arrived uh, arisen from nothing. Uh, about two months ago, uh, we launched our own agency, a podcast production agency, which is really yeah. cool. So we now produce podcasts for businesses, and uh, and we're also going to be doing it for creatives too. But right now, we produce podcasts for businesses, and we basically will make a whole podcast, a monthly episode, bi-weekly, even weekly if you'd like, um, and. Uh, it works kind of 
two ways, which we didn't actually realize when we launched the agency. So obviously we thought, okay, it's great marketing content. It's a really unique way for businesses to stand out and promote their business because no other businesses are doing it um, or very few. Um, but also it works as a business development tool because you get to yeah. actually sit down with people in your industry that you would like to speak with in a really warm way that isn't the same as cold email or cold calling or whatever it is. Um, it's a really easy way to get in front of them. A really easy way to get in front of them. And uh, and people love talking about themselves. Yeah. It's, a love, it's a great way for the person in the room to promote their business. You get to promote your business. It's just a really, really great it's solution. So we launched that a couple of months ago because we were like, look, we've already got a studio. We're only in here for an hour a week. Um, and we have it the whole time. This is our studio. So we're like, well, let's just, uh, let's just start something where we can find, you yeah. know, where we can use it. Um, we didn't actually give any context to the studio. I was about to say, yeah, we should like probably how, talk about that. How this, how this came <clears throat> about. Cause this was by chance. Yeah. This, this particular studio was by chance. Cause basically yes. we, so we got to the point where we were recording uh, an hourly episode at, um, another, another studio, basically where you pay by the hour. The downside to that was that we would often have guests turn up you know, like up to 10, 15 minutes late as you do in London traffic, fine. Um, but then they would always cut you off at the hour every hour. So they would come in, even if you're mid in like mid flow. Dude, can I say I, that yeah, one thing? But, yeah, the, yeah. We were sitting down with um, Charlie Mullins who was uh, who ended up being episode two? I think he was like the second person we ever sat down with, which is crazy to get yeah. someone that big. <laughs> yeah. It was a complete yeah. moonshot on Skeet's part, and we and we got him. Um, and uh, we're sitting down with Charlie, and we're having a great interview. Uh, Charlie Mullins founded Pimlico Plumbers for anyone that doesn't know, and uh, very successful guy, lovely guy, and it was a great conversation. And we're doing the whole interview, and then it's, it's near the end, and uh, and I'm and I'm interviewing, I'm, I'm asking him something, and as I'm asking him something, the I can see so where I'm sitting. Uh, Charlie's facing me and I, behind Charlie is the door to the studio about five feet behind that so I can see the door of the studio as I'm looking at him and as I'm talking to him I can see the door of the studio open and Charlie starts answering and as he's answering the intern or whoever the fuck was working at the studio opens the door to the studio and instead of poking his head around and kind of like he can see that I can see him instead of poking his head around and being like and kind of like giving me a wave or like tapping his watch or telling me to round up with a hand gesture he pokes his head around and while Charlie's talking he goes Hey, are you guys done yet? <laughs> hey, man, what does it fucking look like? You know, what do, what do you, what are you doing, dude? You I run a podcast that. studio. That's the one job you have is when you see someone talking into the microphone. Don't you talk. Stay quiet. You stay quiet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's really, it's an A B. So that was, I feel like that was like the turning point for us. We were like, we can't, we can't, we do, can't this do this. Like, um, so then we were like, okay, we had uh, our guests uh, from Furniture Box, co-founders of Furniture Box, on as our were they what third or fourth? I think they were. Furniture Box were our third. Was it yeah, third? Third, 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 third guest. Yeah. And uh, we got on really well with them, and yeah. we went for a drink with them afterwards, and uh, just got to know them more. And uh, yeah, we were all on the same page, and it was just awesome. And uh, then we got into the conversation of sponsorship and they believed in you know what we're doing and, and where we wanted to get to and were kind enough to to sponsor the podcast when mm. we had no following really at we all so small it was tiny and uh which still to this day means means a lot to us and um, yeah they really like they, they they helped us get to where we are now furniture box were a hugely instrumental part in us being where we are yeah and uh and we should probably i want to thank them publicly on the air for that yeah we definitely like, should because basically with that so with that sponsorship um we had three months sponsorship and we were like okay and we were like dude with this money um we could 
we could pay ourselves you know pay, yeah. pay me you and barney or we could invest in invest, our in, invest in our own studio invest in ourselves which and was so, always actually the end goal because that was always yeah. like the the dream we used to we used to talk about it, like how cool would it be to be able to do this in our own studio yeah. and it was finally a possibility so we thought okay well let's let's double down on the business and let's go for it like we just sat down with charlie and we've, we've got furniture box and we've got a couple of other big names like coming on like yeah let's let's just double down on the business and um we we then went and looked at well initially we had the idea of um doing a studio agency didn't we yes as well like a b to c we were gonna do, a, we were gonna do like a rental studio a rental like st- the place we were renting like exactly we were so we were gonna basically one. do our own studio where we rented it to podcasters to come in by the hour uh which is why we needed a very specific type of studio so we were like okay well this is genius we're basically now using our sponsorship money to get our own studio but also set up an additional business alongside that and um we were then basically realizing quite quickly that our options in terms of studios was incredibly limited. Yeah. Uh, we were like, uh, we were calling brokers just like manically trying to think, okay, we need this like 24, 24 seven access. Yeah. I think we needed, yeah. And uh, we basically needed someone to take them in and out of the studio um, with, with access passes. And yeah. like, there were so many, so many hurdles to get through for that. And there was one, there was one broker that really came through for us who gave us a or found us a, a place in Bayswater. By this point, we did we we uh we've been around what like two or three places that day, I think. Yes. Yeah, and they all Queensway, st- Queensway. Yeah, Queensway, sorry. Um and they they all had the same problems of like us just not being able to use it yeah. um, all the time and it just didn't work for the business. Yeah. And so by this point we were so deflated and we were like, "Oh, it's just not going to work." And then uh the broker called me and said, "Oh, I've got this other place for you um in Queensway. Like it seems to tick all your boxes so you can go and check it out." And we thought by this point, "Fuck it, fine, let's" yeah go and see it yeah. and we got there and it was like the most it, it was like the last place you would ever take anybody to interview yeah. for a podcast because it was some, some like shifty side door it, on was, it, was, it was next to a supermarket and there was like the the almost like basically the door to like a an estate yeah basically and yeah or, or, or a brothel, or e- a brothel. E- e- could one. have been anything yeah. um <laughs> And and there, and with a security guard outside, yeah. So it, it was just really odd. Really and um, and you and and when you go in, they take you up the fire escape. Yeah, you walk on the outside of the building on yeah. the way up. Yeah. And you walk in, and you and and, he t- and you know, it, the security guy was the guy giving us the tour. And uh, and then we open the door to the floor with all the officers on it, and it's like. Oh, someone's definitely themselves. hundred percent. The news is still in the corner. Yeah, like, the carpet was all yeah. bl- like the carpet was like a blue, but like a really faded blue that yeah. hadn't been changed. It, in, like, I mean, decades. it was knackered. The I walls, think, oh God, the walls like... were like that foamy polystyrene, like yeah, cream. Yeah. It was just, and it, it had was... the like doctor's white lighting. Yeah, everywhere. it was. It was. It was, so it was awful. It was awful. And it was so bleak. We walked in, and the guy was who was showing us around, and we and honestly, when we were walking up the stairs, me and you just cracked up. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 looked, we were laughing so hard. We looked at and... each other before we get to the room, and we're just like, nah, what we do? Um, what we do? And then we see the room, and actually, the room was a shithole. To be fair, it was. However, we were like, well, actually. But the more time we spent in there, the more we were talking about it, the more we were like, actually, this is perfect. Yeah, well, like, it's we very centrally like, located. And yeah. if we clear all this shit out, yeah. it'll be fine. It's got a little balcony. It's on got the, a little balcony, oh, yeah. yeah. yeah like... um, and so we were like, oh, it's pretty good. We measured everything. And then we were like, yeah, yeah. I think we should take this. Yeah. Was like, yeah, I think we should too. Because it was cheap and as well. Yeah, it was cheap. Well, it was actually, wasn't that cheap. It was in our budget, which to us was yeah, okay, cheap. But true. it was actually not cheap yeah, if you think about it. True. Um, and it wasn't that much cheaper than this place. That's true. So yeah. so we said to the guy, we're like, hey, we'd like to put we'd like to put a put an offer in, like we want it. Yeah. And he was like, Great, okay, cool. So we called the broker and he was like, Yeah, that sounds sounds great, boys. Yeah. It was all moving forward. He was like, Yep, okay, great, I'll lock it off for you. And we're like, When can we move in? We want to move in like immediately. And he was like, Yeah, that's great, we'll get it next week or whatever. I'm like, Great. 
And then there's just this back and forth of like chasing. For like a number of weeks. We were, I was chasing the guy constantly to get the contract over to us, to get a lease over and to us. And he was just like a fucking wide boy. And he, he was, was like, a proper wide he boy. He was like, yeah, well, like, I'm away this week and then next week. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I don't understand what I'm trying to offer him money. Yeah, yeah we're trying we're, to give you money. We're trying to give you money. Yeah, yeah. And this is what's so crazy. There's been so many times I feel like with me and you where we, we've been in business and we're like, we we work hard. You don't need to sell to us. Like, you don't we, need to we, sell we, to we, us. We, we have we, money. Yeah, just give it, we're like, trying to give you money yeah, for your service. Yeah. We're trying to pay you, and people just fumble the bag yeah, yeah, and do. just like at the last. And yeah. it it makes no sense because we work really hard to get our clients and then look after our clients and whatever. And I'm not saying that to be like, oh, we take care of our clients, but it is a thing of like we work hard to like find new clients, how to sign we them. Do. You know? yeah, yeah. And so when you have so when you have other people with businesses where you're like, hey, I like your product, can I give you I money for it, it, please? Yeah. And then they like, well, you know, you know, and you're like. What is happening? Yeah, here? it makes no sense. Um, and the, and guy, he, the guy was just completely unreliable. Yeah, completely so. unreliable, so, totally unprofessional. And then, uh, and so basically, that went on for weeks and weeks. And then it basically, we spoke to the broker who sat us up yeah. with him, and we're like, "Dude, who is Dude, this what's guy? What's going on? going on?" And he was like, "Honestly, man, I'm never working with this guy again. This yeah, has never yeah, happened yeah. before. This is the most unprofessional thing. I'm so sorry." It's never you. happened before in the years that he's worked with him yeah. until we came along. Yeah, and then it was like, "Oh wait, okay, yeah, yeah this has happened now." And so, uh, so anyway, so long, long story point. short, we didn't have a studio, and we were back to square one. And then anyway, we found this place. And uh, and we're like, yeah, this is really really fancy and really nice and um... it's a service office in Chancery Lane. And yeah. uh, we came in; it's like an old WeWork building. And yeah, it was perfect. It was when perfect. We came, so we're we like, in. great, let's do this place. Yeah. And then uh, so we put the offer in. Um, everything was really professional, really nice. Got moved in, uh, and then we had to buy all the equipment because we were like, you know, the rent is covered by sponsorship, yeah. but we need to buy all of this stuff. So, you know, we spent about like twenty grand, about twenty grand on yeah. setting it up. Uh, which is out of our own money. That was out of our own so money. we were doing that. But we're like, oh, we'll make it back because we're going to rent out the studio by the hour. So that'll be fine. Um, and then we had to wait for all the equipment. Sometimes you order the wrong equipment. You had to get a refund. We've spent, I mean, Amazon should be blowing me right now. I, I mean, it's insane how much we've spent with Amazon to try and get this thing set up. <laughs> okay, really and so uh, we built the studio, uh, got this custom desk made, went went up to the desk place, you know, to get it bespoke and everything, yeah. which which we're really happy about. Um, and then we get everything set up. We get the cameras and the desk and the chairs, courtesy of Furniture Box. They, you know, they helped us kit it out. Yep. They also helped us with this uh, this thing back here. Um, and after finally we got the TV, that was a nightmare to get in because the TV wouldn't put the logo on. And it was just anything that could possibly have gone wrong with the studio went wrong, basically. And we finally got to the point where we had a desk and chairs and a microphone and a TV. And, and we had we... to black out. So behind the cameras is a glass walls. Yeah. So we had to actually purpose like on our on our own, put the vinyl and lay the vinyl down on both sides of the of the glass. Which yeah. Was, uh... So we had to a challenge. black out the whole studio yeah. so that there wasn't external light. We had to buy the lights, set that up. Yeah, yeah. And finally, we sit down and we do a recording, and it sounds terrible. It does it sounds? You're gonna awful. hear someone sneezing behind behind it's you. So someone bad. Someone walking across the hallway. You can hear that. Yeah. Like next to you. And we knew uh, that we'd need some sort of soundproofing, but we thought yeah, the soundproofing, the soundproofing. Right. Yeah, but we're like let's the sound black panels off Amazon. The soundproofing will just, you know, that will make a marginal difference. Yeah, but like yeah. it'll be fine without it, right? Um, it was not. Yeah, uh, it was unrecordable. It was we, completely unrecordable. It was completely unrecordable. But there was that horrible moment where I, I was in, I, no one else was in the room with me. Right. And I was just in the room, I think, whether I was just working at the time or whatever. But I was just in here for the day. And I was like, oh my God, this is this is terrible. Like I could actually hear people. I could hear everything going on. Yeah. And then I called you and I was like, dude, I think we've actually got a problem here. <laughs> like we can't, I don't know what it's like. We can try recording it, but like just being sat here, like this is, this is shit. Yeah. <laughs> like it's unusable. And, and that then, was a horrible moment. Yeah. That was a horrible moment. And then we did try recording it and it was and terrible. It was terrible. Uh, and we didn't realize the fact, obviously we didn't think about the fact 
because we're not sound engineers that half the walls of this room are glass yeah. so even if we blacked it out it's still glass which is the worst yeah, reverberation yeah, material yeah. so i ended up calling um calling a few of my people in in music and being like hey this is my situation and they went oh, yeah stuff man glass is the worst i mean i would literally stuff man you kind of yeah they basically <laughs> yeah. were like i mean you could try it. and i was like what if we get a bunch of those like you know little foam squares and we put them all over and yeah. he was like that won't make much of a difference they don't really filter out much and that would make that would make for the sound in the room but it won't stop the yeah. sound from outside coming in and so we basically had this night where we were downstairs in the courtyard of, of this of this uh, office building we're in um and we were just sitting it was night. raining it was 3 a.m it was 3 a.m and we were just just like smoking and just like oh my god dude this is we had to we were basically faced with the fact that we were now locked into a monthly contract for 12 months for 12 months because they wouldn't give us a six month break clause so we're like we're locked in for 12 months at not cheap rent no no no. it was a decent amount every month a decent amount every yeah. month and we've now also sunk 20 grand into this into a studio that we now cannot even yeah, record in, yeah. um, and we really ran the gamut of options of what we. Could oh, we do really did. Room. Yeah, there were some. There were some dark options that were yeah. put on the table. We're like, like we'll do whatever yeah. it takes to get yeah. this rent. Literally, paid. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, so use your imagination. Yeah. yeah. So we really were. We, we really were. You know, a bit, a bit fucked. And then we were like, well, let's just one one guy I know um, who who's a, a studio engineer. He was basically like, look, you 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 could try making sound panels yourself, and you basically buy this material, buy that material, put it all together. And so we're like, well, fuck it. I mean, we've got no option at this point. So we basically ended up going to B&Q and Homebase and all this. And we basically yeah, yeah. built we all did. of the sound panels. And, and there's, yeah. you know, you can see so there's two of them there. There's two of them there. And there's um, a huge, and there's a huge there's like There's like camera. four other ones, yeah. what, including one massive one off camera that you can't see. Um, and uh, and we, we were basically here making it in the early hours of the morning. Yeah. Uh, we had to wait for everyone to go home. We had to wait for everyone to go home because we couldn't be drilling and sawing and cutting. Also, we probably couldn't be doing this in this space. Um, so we would, you know, we're just sawing and drilling and cutting until like 5 a.m. every night for like a week. We were just here. Yeah, and then we'd come in the following morning yeah. to either to record an or episode to keep, or, or to, to keep, keep building. Or to keep building, yeah. Um, but thankfully, thankfully, when we put all the sound panels up it and, did. We, and we bought did some work. rugs and stuff yeah. and uh, and we started recording and, and, uh, and thankfully... It yeah. sounded amazing. It did, and now and now it sounds with the same quality that you hear now, which is why it's amazing. But this was like a lot took of a, work. Yeah, it took, it was, uh, took a lot of work. So when you, if you are a business and you ever come and record at our studio, just know that we have put our blood, sweat, and tears into this place, and money, a lot of money, a lot of money, but also our blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah, literally, um, yeah. of just really pulling out all the stops to try and make it work. But it's come together really well. It really like we're has. now in a very, very good studio. And everyone yes. that we've had um, as from a guest and actually from the clients that we've now got um, has come in and, and loved the studio. Yeah. They said every time in the first impression is, God, this place is awesome, guys. Like, good job. Which is nice. the best reward. It is. When you've spent that yeah, much time and money trying to make it work and you've been at those, really, recognized. those really dark points of thinking this is not going to work and it's terrible. Yeah it really goes a long way it does so that's really no, nice and and now we have a you know our own podcast in our own studio and we now have our own agency business and we now we have do. clients who love recording here and we produce shows for other people and that's that's great um it's so kind of crazy a, it's been a really insane journey it has and it's only what well, nine months yeah so we're nine months in we're nine months in to our podcast and we're two months into the agency yeah and to think that we're now that. sat here with some of the clients that we do we we do already have yeah. some very big clients you yeah. think that's just crazy. Mm. If someone had said to us, this is what I always talk to yeah, Ollie about dude. and like how crazy it is. Like if someone had said to us in August when we were sat in his car, like a year from now or a year and a half from now, 
No, no, yeah, because that was in. Oh, August. It was August, yeah, of course. Okay, August, so, so yeah, okay, so a year, so a year from now, you're going to be running your own podcast, sitting down with multi-millionaires and successful entrepreneurs, and then you're also going to have your own studio in Chancery Lane. You're going to have your own agency that is used by some huge clients in their respective fields, and you're going to be you're going to be profitable every month. I would have said, I, I don't know what you're smoking, yeah. but I'll have a bit of it because yeah. it sounds like the good stuff. <laughs> yeah. But, it's crazy it's mental it is crazy and it is a year it's It's a year year. and you always see like and we now barney's now full-time barney is now full-time he's the first full-time like that's that's insane which is crazy dude it's been a ridiculous journey it has and it's been really fun it's been definitely lows which we can we'll we'll go into on other episodes but like some awesome highs i feel like the lows are really low but the highs are really high well i think that's That's why it would be cool to i mean you know it'd be good for people listening to say what they think if they would like to see more of this um but i do think that it would be cool to dive a bit deeper into the journey because i think i don't really know anyone that's documenting the journey of growing their business because we're also actually documenting it at the point where we've started pretty much we're, we're kind of yeah. we're kind of we're, we're a year in but really we're two months into the agency so yeah. we're it kind of comes back to why we wanted to start this try this format and see what you guys think of it is to basically document our journey of building our business from from scratch uh and being able to hopefully offer advice to you if you're if you're if you're if you're watching and um and also just not even that just showing the relationship between the two of us but also showing like it is noteworthy that we are completely different in a lot of ways yeah and and our values align thankfully in all the important ways yeah but we are completely different i mean i'm a long-haired stand-up comedian and you're a you know clean-shaven corporate guy and we have very different opinions on a lot of things. And so, and, and our approach to everything is very different. And so that is a really interesting dynamic that I think is worth exploring. And 100%. And we, and we, will, we will definitely go into it. Because um, I feel like it's just the perfect match of skill sets. As it we've is, talked man. about on a, number of, on a number of occasions. Yeah, we um, say it all the time. But it really is do. like, it's you're the perfect person I could do a business with. Yeah. And you're like my business like, soulmate. Yeah. You do, you complete yeah, yeah. me. You, yeah, yeah. You complete all, all right. the, go ahead, go ahead, I go love ahead. you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> We're going a little bit down the rabbit hole now. <laughs> no, but you know, I fucking, you know I, I know, no, you. I love you too. But um, like, it's, it, it is that thing of all of the skills that you have, I, I, I do not possess and all of the skills and vice versa. Yeah. And vice versa, all the skills that I possess, you don't have. Yeah. Um, and that's a perfect marriage of, it is. of, of, uh, of everything gets done. Everything gets That's done, one and thing. it's like the innate trust. It's the innate trust as well. Like as I as I Which always say, over the years. But. Yeah, and as I say, I, I like I would give you my fucking, I would give you my bank card, and I wouldn't even lose a wink of sleep. So it's a trust, but it's also on top of that. It's worth saying that even any time where we have had like a disagreement, which is to be fair, very rare. Very rare. But any time we have had like an actual argument or disagreement, we've never once had an argument about like one of us like not putting their weight on or doing something. No, we haven't. We've always been yeah, like yeah. we just we slot really nicely into it. We do. And same with Barney. Yeah, you know, Barney's just as much of a team part of the team. One hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, this couldn't run without him. Oh no, this it would have really fallen over him. Yeah. months ago. Yeah, yeah. it would have. Yeah, one hundred percent. So yeah, you are you are equally integral. It, it does entertain me sometimes to think like, fuck, if I like, I, if I like broke my hand or something. Oh yeah, like this place. Fuck. <laughs> oh yeah, your hand fixed. Okay. Your hand's getting fixed, Barney. We'll take you to a we'll take you to a back alley Guatemalan clinic and we'll get that sorted out. Um. So yeah, well, I think that's a good first episode. I think it's good. It gives people a bit of context as to why we're doing what we're doing. Um, And it'd be interesting to see if they want more of it. Yeah. So if you are still watching, genuinely, this would be good feedback. We would like to know if you would like to see more of this. Um, Because, or, you know, or if you're listening, you know, send us, uh, how can you reach out to us if you're listening? I don't know. Probably should have addressed that nine months in. 
Socials, yeah. Socials. Yeah, drop us a DM on Instagram, you know, yeah. at TGF Pod. Or jump on our YouTube and leave a comment. If you're listening to this, jump on the YouTube version of this and leave a comment on that. Yeah. Um, but we would genuinely be curious to know if you would like to hear more episodes like this and what you thought of this one. And if you would like to hear us document the journey of building our business um, and uh, and kind of our thoughts on, on all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. I think that's pretty yeah, good. I, I hope you've enjoyed it. Yeah. Do subscribe uh, and do like the video. We need engagement desperately. <laughs> so <laughs> we need to start um, engagement. That's true. Uh, and also, I will say, by the way, it's worth actually saying, I think, just before we sign off, which is that, uh, you know, it's not all it's not all highs, as we know. But like we have had four guests cancel on us in the last week. We have. And so what, what was a month of content has now just been completely evaporated Eva- evaporated yeah, it's evaporated yeah, yeah um but then out of the darkness comes the light and from something like that that was we could not have predicted and you know we've we've had dropouts in the past we've, had we've never had four people drop we've out never had four in the space of a week drop out in the yeah. space of a week yeah. yeah and so but then we might not be sitting here doing this which could be a new format of where this could ends be. up going or whatever yeah. so you know something positive comes from everything definitely I and think. i do genuinely think everything happens for a reason my nan always used to say it and i do think it's true I think I do I do believe in fate. Even me and you meeting yeah. on that one night out. I think it all comes together. Yeah, that is that is pretty intense. Um I think you went deeper than me in that last bit. Probably a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> cool, we can cut it out then. All right. Love you, brother. Sorry. Love you too, man. Guys, hope you enjoyed it. Uh we will see you in the next one. Maybe we'll have a guest. Maybe we won't. We will see how it goes. But thank you for tuning in and uh please do subscribe and turn on post notifications and leave a like and a comment. Or rate us if you're listening, because it genuinely would mean a lot to us so that we're not homeless. So, yeah. (laughs) Have a good one. See you later.